faith family good morning afternoon or evening um i'm really blessed that you have joined us here on this podcast whether it was by accident or on purpose i'm happy to have you um the holy spirit recently told me through a vision that he has called me to be fully and intentionally engaged in spiritual warfare on the behalf of others of strangers, of uh, people who are lost and need to meet Jesus in a miraculous way, and also people who know him but need to be built up in their faith. And I believe that this was not only a call for myself, but the Holy Spirit impressed upon me that this is a call for all of us. And this is a pretty daunting task, right? Um, one of the wisest women of God that I know, and someone who has been a great mentor to me over the last few years, reminded me the other day that the Holy Spirit draws us near. Now, let me back that up with scripture. Jesus says in John 6, 44, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. He draws us to him first, because if he didn't, we wouldn't search for him. The heart of an unsaved man or woman is hard and the mind is dark, whether we realize it or not, uh, or whether they realize it or not. We know now because we accepted his call and we are now walking in light. 1 John chapter 1, verses 5-9 through 9 says, This is the message we have heard from him and declared to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So the fact that he does the drawing really encouraged me because I felt like I wasn't doing enough. Um, even though I was doing exactly what God called me to in that season. And you may be feeling something similar, but let me encourage you. Doing what God has called you to is exactly enough. He does the drawing. We are just the vessels that he uses to share his message. And if you're not doing exactly what he called you to, no matter if you're doing, if what you're doing is good or bad, you're ultimately being obe- not being obedient. Now, when you accept Christ as your savior and you accept his free gift of salvation, and it's a free gift because we don't actually have to work towards it. All of the work has already been done on the cross. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by work so that no one can boast. At that point, whether you know it or not, you have now enlisted yourself into a war that is constantly going on in the spiritual realm. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 12 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, just like in any fight, the position you take on the battlefield will determine how much warfare you will partake in. So you will either be on the front lines being fully engaged in spiritual warfare or you're lukewarm and you're taking a backseat approach. I want you to listen to what Jesus says to the church of Laodicea about being lukewarm or being a backseat Christian. In Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 through 16, he says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. 
I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Jesus does not want you living a lukewarm spiritual life. And it's tempting sometimes because if you're taking a backseat position or living a lukewarm spiritual life, the enemy isn't going to attack you as much as someone who is because he doesn't see you as a threat. But if that's the role of the position you choose, then undoubtedly you're taking the easy road and not fulfilling the purpose God has placed on your life. Um, There's a story in Acts chapter 14 where Paul is stoned and dragged out of the city and everyone thinks he's dead. But once the disciples gather around him, he gets up and continues on his mission. And then in verses 21 through 22, it says, And when they had preached the gospel in that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and saying, We must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. And let me just say that just because the enemy isn't attacking you as much doesn't mean he won't attack you. But it does mean that you probably won't be able to withstand the attacks as easily as someone who is engaged in spiritual warfare on a day-by-day, moment-by-moment basis, because you're not taking up the armor of God every day, right? And just like in any battle or fight, if you are not prepared, you will be overtaken. And the biggest issue with this is that if demonic opposition comes your way, it'll be easier for you to return to Egypt or return to your former selves and your former bondage than to actually engage in warfare. And your bondage is not living the abundant life Jesus came to give us. But maybe, (laughs) I was thinking, maybe this is one reason why God hasn't eradicated COVID-19. I keep telling people, God can eradicate this in a moment, and he will when it's time. But the fact that this pandemic is still lingering tells us that there's something um, that we need to learn through it. And listen, you're either living in the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness. And there are so-called Christians who are living in the kingdom of darkness, carrying around spirits. And they're able to bring the spirits into the church because they're attached to them and they rub off on other people. Proverbs 22, verse 24 through 25, make no friendship with the man given to anger, no go, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Proverbs 13, 20, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the, the companion of fools will suffer harm. Guys, the Holy Spirit wants to encourage encourage you and to urge you to be mindful and use discernment when allowing people to speak into your life or over your life. Just because someone knows scripture doesn't mean they're speaking God's truth into your life. Even the devil himself knows scripture. And we see this when Jesus is fasting in the wilderness and the enemy comes asking, isn't it written? But when he, he shares scripture is twisted and distorted to fit his own agenda. So this is a call for all of you living in darkness to step into the light. Allow yourselves to be exposed so God can deliver you from whatever oppressive spirit has a hold on you. James 4, 7, therefore submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I want you all to listen to this. In Exodus chapter 13, verse 17, it says, Then it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. Then Deuteronomy chapter 1 verses 2 through 3 says, It is 11 days journey from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. 
Now it came to pass in the fortieth year, in the eleventh month, on the first day of the month, that Moses spoke to the children of Israel according to all that the Lord had given them as commandments to them. So Moses died shortly after this time period, and then Joshua is instructed to lead the Israelites into the promised land. So what we see here is that what should have taken the Israelites 11 days actually took almost 41 years. Excuse me. And the reason God didn't bring them through the easy way was because he knew that the moment they faced opposition and their newfound freedom, they would want to return to Egypt, which we see them grumbling and complaining over and over again, and even accuse God of bringing them into the desert to starve them to death. What if one of the reasons God hasn't eradicated this is because while he has us in this wilderness season and we're begging him to eradicate this disease, we're still walking around lost. We're grumbling and complaining and we're still walking around those same old mountains of bitterness. Those mountains of unforgiveness, mountains of fear, mountains of doubt, mountains of sexual immorality, the same old mountains of idolatry, same old mountains of greed, same old mountains of pride. And he knows that if he brings us out of this, the moment we face opposition, we are going to turn back to our ideal of normal or our Egypt. And let's face it, guys, Egypt wasn't working. So ultimately, we're not waiting on him. He's waiting on us. So I want to encourage you this week, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal any mountains in your life that need to be removed. Ask him to show you the areas in your life that he is waiting for you to grow out of. Ask him what he wants you to learn in this season and pray for his will to be done. No matter what that looks like for you or anyone else. Because look, his will is good and perfect all the time. He has a plan and a purpose for you to prosper you prosper you, and not to harm you. So trust that. Trust his plan and his will for your life. And finally, I want to challenge you to take up the full armor of God every day. Be fully engaged in spiritual, uh, spiritual warfare every day. This is a call for you to be a frontline Christian. Be in the word every day so that we will come out of this stronger and more equipped than we were prior to walking into this season. I love you guys. I pray that you will stay connected. We are better together. Do not allow the enemy a foothold in your life. Don't allow him to convince you that you're less than because you don't serve the Lord the same way as someone else. Don't let him convince you that you're not doing enough because you're not going on the internet and sharing his word like someone else is. Or because you're not going on social media and boasting about the way you're serving others. Pray that he will lead you into your current assignment and be assured that it will not look exactly like someone else's. And I pray that you are obedient to that call. So often we think of these great things we want to do and then kind of expect God to co-sign on them. Well, what we need to do is be still. We need to allow the Lord to search our hearts, allow him to continually work on us and to fully follow his leading. So, guys, I hope this helped at least one person, touched at least one person, reached at least one person. Um, I love you guys. Stay connected. We are better together.